This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Um, right now, though, we're going to get an update on what's going on with Facebook. They're going through some things over at Facebook, uh, no doubt about it. The social media giant, which has pretty much half the world's population signed up as users, uh, has seen just one negative story after another recently, and its reputation as um, you know overall uh, has taken a hit for sure. Uh, a genuinely destructive force on society is now the reputation that Facebook is carrying around in the minds of a lot of people. Now, a lot of people have felt that way for a very long time, but the whistleblower testimony and the things that followed from that have sort of cemented it for a lot of people that okay, this is what's going on with. Facebook and and Instagram, and this is the negative impact that it's having. Now, here in Canada, pollsters did some work around Facebook. 40% of Canadians tell pollsters they have a negative view of Facebook, and half of Canadians say there needs to be some form of regulation around the social media platform. So uh, the support is there to... People are starting to recognize that, you know what, we need to do some thinking about how powerful this platform is. To give us a little more insight into the situation surrounding Facebook, we're joined now by Sun Ha Hong, who's an associate professor uh, at the School of Communication in Simon Fraser University. Professor, thank you for your time this morning. I appreciate you joining us. Hi there. Good to be here. You know, obviously not good times um, for Facebook. I, you know, as I said, I think there's always been a lot of people who have felt strongly about Facebook and and the negative effects that it's having but the whistleblower expose in the last couple of weeks seems to have really increased the awareness among the general public. People are paying more attention. Do you agree? Yeah, I think so. And this has been coming for a long time, as you say, because just because we use Facebook doesn't mean that we love it, right? A lot of people yeah. use it because they have no other choice. They're very reluctant. And we have had such a long series of uh, leaks and damning revelations over the last few years. And you know what? We're going to continue to get more. So this is only going to get worse. And I, you know, I think the change in perception has been a lot of people have always said, yeah, there's a lot of horrible stuff. There's a lot of nonsense on Facebook, whatever. I just move past it to the point now saying, yeah, there's a lot of nonsense on Facebook. And it's really messing up our societies, our democracies. It's spreading hate. They're realizing it's having a very real world impact. Yeah, we're seeing that through some of the election misinformation around the world. We're seeing that with what's going on with COVID. And, you know, I think a lot of people, they see it happen a couple of times and say, well, bad things happen everywhere. Let's not jump to conclusions. Um, but then people get to a point where they start to notice a pattern, right? And with Facebook, this is the pattern that defines the company. It is one piece of misinformation, one crisis after another. So I think, what's changed, do you think, in terms of, because like you say, the knowledge has been out there. We've always known there's a lot of misinformation and nonsense and, and stuff like that on Facebook. Is it because now we've been told that, well, Facebook knows it too, and they know the effect that it has, and they still choose to do nothing about it? Does that tip the scale for some people? I think one of the things is that you just need time to get something to have a gradual shift in how people think about things, because 
we're all very, very busy, right? We've got our own lives to live and it's hard to keep up with all the little drip drip of pieces of information unless you're studying it for your, uh, unless it's your job to study these things. Um, and I think what's been happening is this is something we've seen with a lot of other companies, a lot of other things. If you look at smoking, we've known for a long, long time that smoking is actually harmful. But it still took decades for a lot of people to really come around to how harmful it is, partly because the tobacco companies spent so much money trying to stop the research and the news from getting out there. And that's exactly what Facebook is continuing to do. What do you anticipate is in the future for Facebook with this, all this focus on, you know, the, the, the negative aspects of Facebook? What do you anticipate happening in the future with that company? Well, I can't tell the future, but I can tell you what's going on right now in okay. preparation for that future, right? And and what the companies are doing is they have been spending so much money on lobbying the U.S. government and other governments elsewhere, and they know what's coming, right? They know that the Wild West days are happening, and they are going to have to be regulated and put under scrutiny, just like every other industry on the planet. And what they're trying to do now is forestall that. So, for example, you're going to hear a lot of talk in the coming years from the tech giant saying, oh, China is the problem. This is the West versus China. You cannot regulate us because then China will win the AI race. They won't really explain to you what the AI race is. They'll just say vague things about killer robots, um, as if Facebook will help us stop that. Um, and that's the rhetoric that we are already starting to see, right, from people like Eric Schmidt, um, the former head of Google. So you're going to see this idea that they have to be protected and they cannot be held accountable because otherwise we're going to lose some amorphous AI race. Um, and that's just going to be one of the ways in which they're going to try and protect themselves. Now, they say they're open to regulation of some kind. So we'll get back to that, you know, liability issue in a second. But first of all, they're not closing the door on regulation. They're actually saying to governments around the world, we're interested in regulation. Tell us what regulation you want. Give us something to work with, right? Yeah, and, and there's there's two kinds of things they're playing with here. So on one hand, sometimes when they can get away with it, they'll say, we don't want regulation. But then when the pressure gets too big, you're right, they'll start to say, oh, actually, yeah. we love regulation. And that is the thing Facebook says. And what they mean by that is we like regulation when it suits us. Um, and sometimes that means they want to be the ones writing it. Um, and that's what Eric Schmidt has been doing in the U.S. government after he's left Google. He now has the U.S. Um, um, AI Commission, and he's basically advising them on what kind of laws they should, they should write. And the other thing that they love there is they love pulling up the ladder behind them. Facebook is so big now, you cannot get away from them. They are so rich. They are swimming in cash. And so they are happy with some regulation if it, if, when they have the resources to work with it. But some of the smaller companies or the newer companies might really struggle with that. So all they care about at this point is that they are top dog on the market and they want to stay there. And so they're going to push for regulation that makes it easier for them. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
And regulation that won't affect them in a way that is meaningful, I think. Now, Facebook enjoy, and, and all the social media platforms enjoy this area that, for example, I don't. And the radio station I work for and television stations and newspapers don't work for where they can just say, well, we didn't say anything libelous or damaging. That wasn't us. It was just somebody on our platform. Now, if somebody in my business said that, it doesn't matter if we put somebody onto our platform who says something libelous or slanderous. We are held accountable for that. Facebook gets a pass on that. And I think that's what a lot of people are saying the problem is. Yeah, and this has been their uh, their their rationale for a very long time, which yeah. is we just provide the platform, and and you know if terrible things happen there, then how were we supposed to know? And you know people sort of went along with it when these things were pretty new, and they seemed like a small company. They are one of the biggest companies in the world now. They're one of the most rich and powerful. So if, if they tell us that they cannot stop some of the flagrant incitement to violence and hate speech on there, I would say that it's a question. You know, basic competence, right? How bad do you have to be at your job that your platform is full of this stuff and you you just say you cannot stop it? So I think the public, a lot of people are now thinking that just doesn't make sense. You guys are so rich and powerful, you should be able to do a better job. Sure, and not only rich and powerful, but when you talk about an information source, they're the biggest. They are, I mean, basically half the world's population is on Facebook. There's nobody else with an audience like that. Absolutely. Um, we talk about other platforms like Twitter, but, you know, the Twitter user base, for example, it's big, but it's minuscule compared yeah. to Facebook. And what we have to remember is someone like me, I can just say, screw Facebook, I won't use it, and it won't be too much of a big deal. Um, but if I'm a small business and I might be dependent on Facebook for, for reaching people out there, um, it, depending on what country you're in around the world, Facebook means the Internet, and that's just the way everybody connects to each other, sells things. So when we had that Facebook outage uh, a few days ago, one of the things that happened is some of us just shrugged. But other people around the world, it was like the Internet was down, their business was down, they mm-hmm. couldn't get anything done. Um, so that's the kind of dependency that we have on Facebook, um, and that means a certain level of responsibility. Yeah, and you, you make a great point because, you know, in the poll that I mentioned earlier where, you know, half of Canadians have a negative view of Facebook, um, three-quarters of Canadians say, but it helps me stay in touch with my family and friends. So so they're conflicted because there are good parts of Facebook, and we have become in many ways utterly dependent on the platform. Well, absolutely. I mean, and, and, and there's, always, there's always two sides to that, right? But... I mean, Facebook often says, but we do, we do all these good things. We are also very useful for people. And we say, well, fossil fuels are very, very useful for people. But that doesn't mean that uh, we should just not regulate them. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's interesting. And so do you think we'll actually come to a point where governments need to be brought in? I mean, Facebook has shown they have no interest in self-regulation. Uh, will it come down to government actually having to step in and say, okay, these are some of the rules that you need to operate under now? Um, I think we are definitely at that point yeah. where quite a lot of politicians in the U.S. and around the world want to do it. Um, but it is obviously difficult because, you know, how do you have national governments reach out and do international regulation? And how do you actually enforce it, right? So Facebook will claim they do something. They'll say, oh, we cut down on 80% of this information this month. But they won't tell you the actual numbers. They won't show you anything. So you're just supposed to believe them. And, you know, if you know that you cut down 80%, why are you leaving the other 20%? So they give you these nonsense numbers. Um, and I think the governments are going to have a very tough time trying to hold them accountable. 
But we are starting to see early signs that the governments are really taking it seriously. Yeah, interesting times for sure. Um, Sunha, thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. That is Sunha Hong, who is an associate professor at the School of Communication at Simon Fraser University. And he's right. I mean, if nothing else, what's gone on with this whistleblower situation surrounding Facebook is... I think it's changed the level of awareness that a lot of people have. And ultimately, um, people have, you know, I mean, delete Facebook trends whenever one of these stories comes up. But it has for years, and it's still got over 3 billion daily users. So um, they're not hurting in terms of subscriptions. But at the same time, I think more people learn more about, you know, exactly how Facebook operates and how they know what's going on and uh, and just turn a blind eye to it because they make money off of it. So now governments are feeling increasing pressure to say, okay, we have this massive, massive force running around in society and um, taking a look at what are we going to do? How, or how can we try and regulate this in some place? And as I've said before, I don't know if you can regulate the internet, especially after this has already been out for a number of years. Now to come back and retroactively try and put in safeguards around what's been done that's what the internet is. It's it's the wild west. So it comes down to, I think, uh, users getting rid of Facebook, and um, users being more critical about the information that they receive. I mean, it, there's no way to stop the flow, and perhaps there shouldn't be. I mean, if we want a completely free and open society, we've got it. Hasn't worked out so well in some ways, um, but that's it. Comes down to the consumer. You have to be the one. Ultimately, you're the only one with control over this. Governments will try, uh, but I don't think it'll work.